Hey, good morning. This is the Pillage Pastor. Thanks for joining me for an episode where we are asking the question today, is it possible to persevere, maintain a relationship with God, put your trust in Him through any, any circumstance and situation? Like, is it possible to maintain faith in God no matter what you go through in life? That's what we're talking about. Stay tuned. I struggle with this question because I know people who, you know, lost a child, who lost, of course, a spouse, uh, people who have lost the use of their legs, people who have lost their career. I mean, the only thing they ever wanted to do in life and botched things up and even lost the career. I mean, people who basically put full on like faith in God and nothing still turned out well and yet they continue to worship God and I don't get it I don't I don't get what that is I mean I mean I can wrestle with that and try to grasp that but think about it I mean what has been the hardest what was the hardest thing you've ever gone through in your entire life and what happened with your faith during that time I mean was your faith like strengthened like think about it in stages okay tragedy strikes your initial response is and then next thing you know you're in the middle of this trial and all the emotions and were you talking to God were you not talking to God were you still crying out to him or not where were you at with God did you go through like a bout of anger with God where you were just totally upset with him mad at him did you question your faith or did you question his love toward you during that time I think we all deal with it differently and it really depends one thing I could never imagine is what it is like to lose a child like that literally I mean I could lose anyone else in my life I mean I could lose my own life but I would never want to go through experiencing the loss of a child you know, none of us is exempt from horrible things happening in life. And yet in that place, where would I be today if that were to happen? And the truth is, is I think at first I would just be totally, dev of course, devastated, upset, distraught. I would go through obviously all the questioning as to why this has happened. They didn't deserve this. You know, for instance, I had a stepdad, Norm. My friends loved him. So eight, at the age of 11, uh, my mom remarries. She moves us like a half an hour away from Oakdale to Turlock and in with this gigantuous of a man. I watch all these book, Bigfoot like shows people. And if there ever was a guy who would have like been perfect in wearing the, uh, what is it, the, the Willow Creek like Bigfoot, you know, outfit. Uh, the original like Bigfoot footage that we see, you you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you're probably being like, oh yeah, that footage, and we're are able to name it exactly. I can't recall it, but when I saw that footage, that original like the what made Bigfoot a big deal. When I saw that footage, I thought immediately of my stepdad, and we weren't even living that far from the area. We were only a couple hours from where that sighting happened, right? And I'm like thinking it's Norm. It's got to be Norm. So age of 11, move in with this guy, 
awesome. We kind of go through somewhat of a rags to riches story. I mean, not necessarily riches, but to us, because we were so poor, we were going from rags to riches. And this guy brought us in. He was a quiet giant of a man. I mean, had a great job as an engineer at a company called Varco Pruden. And this guy kind of like rescued this single mom with three children, a nine-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 13-year-old, brought us in this quiet giant with a sense of humor that we didn't know. I didn't know what sarcastic humor was, and he was super quiet, sarcastic in his humor, and I didn't get it. And so later on, we all got it. We all finally got, obviously, his humor. And uh, one thing led to another anyway. So when I was around like 27 years old, he is diagnosed with cancer and battles cancer for two years. And my mom just right there beside him going through this and man, daily doctor um, office visits and treatments going on for several years. And eventually it overtakes him, takes him out. He passes away. And then shortly after that, my mom's mom, my grandmother passes away shortly after that. So my mom gets like double whammy. She loses her husband. She loses her grandma. And in that time, like, why? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how could you not turn away from God if something like that were to happen? How could you not like lose your faith or question God? You know what I did? I wasn't mad at God, but I was just like, the guy was so amazing. Like he didn't, I've never been sailing before. This guy would take a sailing and uh, for, you know, the first few years um, of them being married as he had a sailboat and we'd get to go sailing and boating and it, it was a blast. It was such a neat and wonderful experience as well as I had kind of a multicultural experience growing up as well because his whole family, he and his family were Assyrian, right? Of all things, Assyrian, the Assyrians of the Bible, he was Assyrian, right? Like present day Iraq, Assyrian, big old dude, ancient looking, awesome guy. And yet treats us like, it treats us great, treats my mom great, ever, like gives us more than we, we could have ever deserved, asked for, and looking in hindsight, I mean, sometimes you don't see how wonderful you have it until you're, you're grown and you're looking back going, man, I had it good, right? And uh, and yet, he passes away through a horrible, horrible struggle with cancer. And it leads me to question, and I can imagine, and I've never actually asked my mom, I don't think it ever caused her to question God's goodness, but I sure did. Like, I was like, I, well, I know God's good, but how could he let Norm pass away? Norm has never done anything bad in his life. He's taking care of us. He's taking, not that we know if we don't know the full picture, but it would never have been from, you know, sin killed the guy or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's no one innocent in the world and God can take you out at any time for any, any reason, any purpose whatsoever. But he came down with cancer this gentle giant passes away and I'm like, this guy didn't deserve it. Not even, not even close. An amazing man. And you probably have a similar story. And what was your reaction, you know, to that? Well, stay tuned. So we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and we're going to dive into a verse or two. And, uh, I don't know, maybe get some answers. Most people are familiar with the story of Job. 
who like loses everything his entire family i mean everything's gone taken from this guy and he was a righteous man i mean he worshiped god he believed in god no one could talk him out of a relationship with god you know and uh, he loses his cool at one point in the story and he finally has it out with god and god kind of sets him straight and yet what does god turn around and do for this guy that loved him that was i believe a man after his heart he blesses him with like twice as much in the long run, right? So he loses everything. Everything's wiped out. And it's actually a spiritual battle that is mentioned where the enemy, Satan specifically, goes to God and requests permission to afflict uh, Job and his family. So ultimately, Job's life is spared, but not his family. And yet, in the long run, he still has this enduring faith. He has an enduring faith that is relentless. Even when he questions God and God interacts with him, you know, God kind of blasts him with how things really are and the reality of things. And you know, he even had friends. Like so a lot of it, his friends like were basically like, what have you done? Job, you must have done something in your life to deserve this punishment, this onslaught, the wrath of God. What did you do, Job? And Job's like, I haven't done anything. I'm innocent. And yet still, I'm experiencing this. And why? Why? I didn't deserve it, right? I mean, I know for many of us, we can say, hey, we deserved <laughs> what we got, all right? I'm in that boat. I mean, I look at the decisions, decisions I have made, and I can look at decisions I have made and said, you know, the trouble I've experienced, a good part of the trouble that I have experienced has been from my actions and doing my own thing, even when I would never have denied God during those times when I was doing my own thing, going my own way, choosing to sin and rebel. Nonetheless, during those times, I could never ever deny that God exists and I can't even I couldn't even deny that God loves me because I knew exactly what I was doing I chose to do it and so you know a lot of behaviors that we have deserve bad things but there are those others who go through tragedy I mean there is death in life people there is suffering and we all know it and what are we told in the Bible to do we're told to endure it we're told to just keep pushing on, to just keep, you know, moving forward, right? If you're going through hell, keep going. If you're going through hell, keep going. That's what we are told to do in the Bible. Now, that is not a verse from the Bible, but that is a quote by, I believe, General MacArthur or whoever it was who said that. If you're going through hell, keep on going, you know, during World War II. And so, but the idea is, is like whatever kind of hell that we're going through, whatever kind of hell we're going through, we need to gauge where we're at in our relationship with God. We need to gauge our questioning. We need to ask why we might be going through this. But don't think that everything has such a deep and complicated meaning. Not everything has to like, there's meaning behind this. Oh, God allowed this. God made this happen and all that. It's just life. It's just the way life is. We take hits. We experience loss. And we are told in Scripture just to keep going and enduring that and that the grace of God is going to be sufficient for us. Amen to that. Take a sip of your coffee. I hope you're enjoying that today on this lovely Sunday. Job goes through this craziness. 
And he says this, and it's one of my favorite verses. Maybe because I'm a pessimist. Maybe because I'm always thinking of like, I just like, I just like these, these sharp statements. I like these powerful statements. And he says, though God slays me, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. Though he slay me, yet will I hope in him, yet will I praise him. I'm not going to turn away from my God no matter what trouble I go through. And it's not all about me anyway. But it is, I am in tune and we are all in tune with our own emotion, emotions. And sometimes we just can't get out of ourselves and it makes us look somewhat selfish. I think of that a lot. I think of, I think of how I think about myself an awful lot. And I think about what I'm going through an awful lot. And it keeps me, when I'm locked in that place, it keeps me from truly being available and sensitive to the lives and struggles of other people. And I don't like that about myself, but that's just who I am. And I'm, you know, I'm comfortable with that, as in I recognize that that's who I am. I don't want to always be that person. I ask God to give me more of a sensitivity to things and situations outside of myself. But I feel sometimes like, from early on, from my childhood, that I have been in somewhat of a preservation mode. Preserve my mind, preserve my body, preserve my heart. You never know when the next hit is going to come. And when you're in that mode, you're guarded. You have to protect your emotions because you could lose your crap if you don't. You have to decide what you're going to allow in and what you're willing to experience and what motions you're, go- you're willing to allow to come you know, over you. And when you're going through a hardship, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When we go through hardship, when we go through loss, when we go through the death of a loved one, experience that, you have to remember that we were never meant, and you might not buy into this, but it's a biblical truth that we were never meant to experience death. We were never meant to experience the loss of a loved one in our lives. We were made to be eternal beings, both spiritually and physically. And yet we experience this and then we wonder, like, why is this so hard? Because it's not normal. Because this isn't what we're supposed to be experiencing. We're not supposed to experience death and the loss of a loved one. But in that place, when you are in that place, we need to keep our heart in check. It is a traumatizing place to be. It is traumatic. And when you've moved through something traumatic, you will find yourself blocked and guarded from experiencing other emotion, other things coming in. Do you not agree? I mean, all of a sudden, you kind of close yourself off from people. You close yourself off from maybe, I know people that don't do this, I mean, that close themselves off from extending their love so far. Their their love still is far-reaching. Mine's not. I, I keep I keep everything. I play everything close to the what's it called close to the chest. You know, I just I just like I have a a wall, these walls around me. You know, to to protect me. We're gonna take another break and then we're gonna uh, close this uh, little talk of ours out. You know, we're told that the key to all of this, no matter what, Hebrews chapter two or chapter twelve, excuse me, verse two encourages us to fix our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. To fix our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith. Now, if you are in Christ, if your faith is real, if God has truly gotten a hold of you and brought you to life, you've come to life, 
and you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. He is holding you. He is keeping you. He is your comforter. He is your teacher. The Holy Spirit is. And he is also the one who's going to make sure you get to the finish line, that you persevere through all things. And this, that you keep your faith, even if you momentarily, for a season, turn away from God, turn your eyes, keep your, take your eyes off of God. Even if you are mad at God and you're like, why has this happened? Why has he done this to me? I don't deserve this. Or maybe you're like, why has this happened? Well, well, I do deserve this. If you're a downer like me, you're always looking for a reason for God's wrath to pour out on you. And it's us who need to understand and believe in the very the grace of God even more so. I mean, he loves us. He's always right there with us as we go through our trials. And he will, of course, let us go through these trials. He knows that he is going to finish the work that he started in us, that we will persevere through these hardships, that he understands death, he understands dying, he understands that it's not, it's, it's not supernatural. It might be natural now because of sin in the world, but we were made as supernatural beings originally, right? body, flesh, the flesh, the spirit, the soul, and we all these are intertwined and they play together. They all have equal rules and equal parts. And we need to recognize that His comfort is enough. His grace during those times is enough. And if you are a believer, you're going to get through it. You're, you're going to be a stronger person at the end. But we do need to fix our eyes on Him throughout the process. You do need to fix your eyes on Him throughout the process. That is so amazing, and it's a testimony to those who have gone through the worst tragedy of their entire lives, who have lost all of their entire family in a car wreck, their kids, their wife, or their husband, and yet they come out and they're worshiping God like no one else in the church. They have experienced, those. there are those who have experienced such extreme tragedy in their lives, and yet, yet they are just sold out loving God, worshiping Him, tears because of their loss and because of their experience of grace as He interacts with them. I mean, those are the people. Those are the heroes of the faith right there. And you're like, how could they hold it together? Why is their faith stronger than mine? They've experienced a lot more loss than me, and their faith is stronger than mine. You know, I believe that because God came in and they allowed Him to hold them close. And even though they had questionings, they had questions, and God might have not straight up answered their questions even to this day. Nonetheless, they know and have experienced the very presence of God in their life, and it has validated that their faith is real. The people who go through such horrible circumstances persevere their faith. Hey, this is real. A relationship with God is real. I mean, He is their comforter. That is evidence. That should be evidence that the God of the Bible and Jesus Christ, they are real. To this day, their message continues the power and the work in this world by the Holy Spirit continues. And the saints, us who believe, will persevere through any hardship no matter what we go through. This is the pillage pastor. Stay strong in the faith. Persevere in the faith, right? Dig in. Dig in. Don't let the enemy come in and lie to you and take you out during these times in your life that are discouraging, times in your life where you've experienced loss. It's just part of life. But God has never left you. He never will. This is Pillage Pastor for 
grace come down for such a sinner as I. Grace come down for such a sinner as you as well.